Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hello, beautiful lady. How are you today? It is a beautiful Sunday morning, and I am just getting ready to enjoy spending some time here, kind of going through ideas that are in my mind. And I know, I know, Sunday mornings are definitely not when you quote unquote should be working. But I have to tell you that on Sunday mornings, I just love doing creative stuff because sometimes when I'm in the trenches during the week, it's really hard to break away and be creative enough to do things like this. I know, I know there's a thought that's driving that and I don't even want to go into that, but I just want you to know that to me, Sunday mornings are slow and relaxed and just kind of a juicy time to do creative things. So I carve out a little bit of time to do this and then I take the rest of the time to myself. So anyways, here I am this morning. I was drinking my coffee, going through my iPhone and looking at the photo albums that are the moments of my life since iCloud started stalking me. Oh my gosh, there are so many photos in there. Seven years worth. And as I went through them, I looked at some really good times, some fun things that I've done. There's also, you know, some sad things in there. I lost a puppy this year, and that was so sad. And I've had some other things that were not that great, and they're documented in moments. So when you think about looking at your phone or looking at any album of uh, photos, you can see your life is captured in these moments and it brings back the sentiment or the feeling that you had. And when you stitch these photos all together, it really becomes a bigger picture or a mosaic that actually becomes your life. And one thing that I learned is that not all moments are proud ones or happy ones, right? Life consists of a blend of the good and the bad, and the happy and the sad, and the highs and the lows. And this is starting to sound like a country song, isn't it? But you know what I mean, right? My mentor coach talks a lot about life being 50-50, 50% good or 50% bad. But it's both. It's not one or the other all the time. It's a balance or a yin and a yang. And I believe this to be true. You would not be able to even enjoy the life that you have, the good 50%, if you didn't have the bad to contrast it against, right? You just wouldn't know the difference. So there's some value in those good and bad times. But When we're in the midst of the darker 50%, sometimes we can exacerbate the effect by really dwelling on it. 
letting it impact our feelings and actions way more than it really deserves to. And that's what I really want to talk to you about today. So there's one specific type of moment that most entrepreneurs experience on occasion as they stretch themselves to get to the next level. And I call this the imposter moment. Now, there's some people that actually refer to what we're talking about here as an imposter syndrome. And to me, I don't know, syndrome, it just seems to indicate the existence of a disease or disorder. And so I choose to refer to these times as imposter moments instead, because I'm pretty confident that most entrepreneurs operate very well most of the time. And they only fall prey in moments of stress to these imposter thoughts that their brain starts to offer to them. And they begin to accept these thoughts as reality. But you see, there's actually a choice that can be made in an imposter moment. And we're really going to play around with that today and see how you can choose to not have or to not react to imposter thoughts. So let me tell you a story from my past. When I first became an entrepreneur, it was nine years ago, I left corporate America and bought this company called Beyond ROI. And I still run it along with the coaching practice because it is an awesome business. And what it does is it works with really, really large companies like Oh, we're doing a study for Microsoft right now. And I work with companies like Citrix or SAP, Oracle, really large tech companies. They're generally my clients because they invest a ton of money into their sales forces. And they want to know what works well. How do their people generate the most sales for the company? So we do studies to research the behavior of sellers. We look at their processes, their skills, and then we help companies understand what makes the most money for them. So in essence, we look at what behaviors tie to business results and how they can get more of them. So anyways, it's a very cool company. I love what we do, but for reasons that we're not gonna talk about today because it would take a lot of time, I really wanted to start a coaching and consulting practice that would take what I've learned from all the work I've done in corporate America and boil it down, bring it to the level where it would be useful information for entrepreneurs so they could take advantage of it as well. I'm so lucky. I really love what I do. But even as I started the coaching and consulting practice, I had moments when my brain was telling me that I was an imposter, that I had nothing to offer entrepreneurs, that I only had experience consulting with big corporations, and that was totally different. And here's when it showed up the most. As I started to create programs and I came up against some challenging activities, things that I hadn't done before, new ways that I had to think, my brain would say to me, ha, see, you don't know what you're doing. Who do you think you are anyway? These are the kind of thoughts that generate the imposter syndrome, that feeling like 
I'm over my head and I can't get out of the fear in my body. It's just so funny because you can be tooling along, doing just fine, and then all of a sudden you have these attacks of gremlins that are hitting you and really trying to dissuade you from doing anything that is out of the box. Things you haven't done before. So I hope it does bring you some comfort to know you're not alone. If you're having thoughts like these from time to time, just remember you're in good company. As a matter of fact, Maya Angelou, who, by the way, wrote 11 books, right? And she had been quoted to say that she was waiting for everyone to find her out, find out that she's pulled the wool over their eyes and that she doesn't really know what she's doing. Seriously? I mean, come on, Maya Angelou? Anyway, all of this is to say that imposter moments happen to the best of them. And as a matter of fact, here's another quote, 82% of CEOs have reported having imposter moments. And let's just call the rest of the people common folks, okay? So not CEOs, just the common folks. The statistic is that around 70% of those people experience it at times as well. So if you've got moments when you're thinking you're an imposter or a fraud, take heart knowing you're not alone. And you know, sometimes that in and of itself can help you feel just a little bit better about what's going on in your mind to just know that it's natural. So let's just talk about why it happens. And here's the good news. Think about it. If 70% of people are experiencing imposter moments. That actually means there's about 30% that more often than not are either having irrational confidence or they're humble and really have never had imposter feelings because they just don't think that way. Here's the key takeaway, and this is really important. Whether you're in the 70% or the 30%. The only difference between the two groups is that in the same given situation, they're thinking different thoughts. This is really important. The situation where these thoughts come up most are when you're feeling uncomfortable and you're feeling in over your head or doing something new, right? So if you've got this situation, you actually have a choice And the choice is how you're thinking about it. You can either think, dang, I'm a fraud, but you don't have to. Other people are thinking, no big deal. That's it. That's the good news. If the only difference is the way people are thinking, then you can learn to think like them. It's it's a nice choice that you can make. Now, this isn't the pep talk kind of stuff. So you can't go out there and be like, I'm the best, I'm the woman, blah, blah, blah. That's not going to cut it. Really, it's not. People who don't experience imposter moments think differently in an authentic way about themselves. So why don't we break down just a few things that are different 
between the people that do experience imposter moments on a regular basis and some who don't. The first differentiator is that people who don't experience imposter moments do not have a strong need to appear competent at all times. Oh, I love this one. Here's the thing. We live in a comparison culture and it puts us in a state where we feel like everyone else is above us, that they're better than us, that they're more competent than we are, that they have more value to offer than we do. And this happens so very often to women entrepreneurs. It's crazy. There's just something about women in our clan mentality. We need to be part of a clan. It puts us in this state where we need to compare and make sure we fit into the clan. I'm going to give you an example here. Have you ever found yourself stalking other businesses' websites? Like maybe the people who you compete against or are in similar kinds of situations? You find yourself looking at their websites, gazing at their programs, looking at their social media accounts. You're comparing how their stuff looks to yours. Or I don't know, is it just me? Am I the only one who does that? Or have you done it yourself? Come on, you can fess up. Do you sometimes think, dang, I wish mine looked like that? All of a sudden, your mind might be leading you down a rabbit trail, telling you that others are better than you and that you're a fraud, that maybe you should just give your leads to those people because you can't possibly be as good as them. So you see how that happens? When you give in to your primitive thinking, which is where it's coming from, it's not logical. It's just driven by that primitive brain that's inside of all of us, and you start to suffer. So the people who suffer the least from imposter moments innately understand that to be confident, they don't need to be overly competent. The key here is to overcome the compare and despair dialogue that can run rampant in your mind. Instead, see yourself as a work in progress. And be okay with that. Find the things that you're really proud of and make sure that you focus on those. And also be open to find ways that you can do better. Imposter moments can be fed by perfectionism. Do I have any perfectionists out there? Because I'm pretty sure I do. I've met a lot of them along the way. It's something that runs deep within us. Perfection means that you need to be the best at all times. And woman, that is just an irrational place to live. It really won't do you any good. It will not get you where you want to go. Okay, so the first thing is don't have that need to be completely competent at everything that you do in order to get out there and be comfortable in that place of learning. So let's move on. People that are not falling prey to the imposter moments also aren't afraid of failure, mistakes, or criticism. Now, 
We've talked about this before, and especially if you're a client of mine or if you've been in any of my programs, failure is a social construct. And here's what I mean by that. It has been beaten into our minds since we were children that you have to get the best grades, go to the best schools, get the best jobs, make the most money, or you are a failure. I mean, people might not say it out loud, but it sure as heck is implied. And if you're a failure, you're going to be criticized by your family, your friends, and your lovers, right? I know this is a little bit of an exaggeration, which I definitely can do at times, but you're hearing me, right? Fear of failure is actually driven by the primitive brain telling you that you will ultimately end up on the streets with a shopping cart full of your possessions and scrummaging through dumpsters for food. I mean, it gets that dramatic. But here's the learning for you. And it's subtle, but it's important. You need to recognize that thoughts of failure, mistakes, and criticism, they don't come from the outside. That's an inside job. They don't come from other people. They come from our own thoughts that we think about ourselves. You are your worst critic. So when you're able to recognize these destructive thoughts that come into your mind, can you dismiss them with just a casual wave, not even letting them take up residence? If you can, you'll be definitely taking a huge leap towards not letting the imposter moment that's on the other side of that thought happen to you. It's a beautiful thing. All right. Finally, people who are among the 30% who don't fall into those imposter moments on a regular basis are open to being vulnerable. Yes, vulnerable. (laughs) Think about that one for a moment. I just love Brene Brown. She talks a lot about vulnerability in her book, Daring Greatly, and she describes it as the willingness to experience uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. So let's do it. Let's dive right in to the emotional exposure part that she's referencing. What the heck does that mean? Well, I'm going to talk about it from the opposite standpoint first so that we can go into what it really is, all right? So the opposite of emotional exposure is hiding from your emotions. Let's say, for example, that you're doing something out of the box, something you aren't comfortable doing, and you're feeling a little bit fearful. All right, so hiding from that fear would look like you possibly procrastinating or avoiding doing the thing that's a little bit scary. That's what it would end up looking like in some situations. But in others, if you're avoiding doing something scary, you might draw back and take a smaller step that isn't as fearful. Now, either one of these are not going to get you where you're headed. It's that hiding part. It's hiding and not risking being vulnerable. So the opposite would be emotional exposure or 
being vulnerable and allowing for the fear to come in, noticing it, noticing the effect of fear on you, and notice that you will not die from it, right? No one has ever died, I don't think, from fear. So the real question is, when you notice fear, are you able to move forward with it by your side and be able to accomplish what you set out to do? To me, I believe that emotional exposure is when you don't hide from any emotion, any negative emotion especially, that you're willing to meet it head on. And you say, oh yeah, of course, I'm feeling this fear. I think vulnerability aligns so well with courage because you have to be courageous to say, I can look at these things. I can look at these emotions. I can feel them. I can feel that they're uncomfortable and not hide from them, not avoid them, but really live the moment knowing that emotion is not going to hurt you. And it certainly isn't going to stop you, right? Come on. What do you think? Do you recognize yourself as someone who holds back a little bit when they feel uncomfortable and then beats themselves up afterwards? That's a cycle that we all fall into sometimes. This is all part of growing into the role you're in as a CEO of your own company. You face lots of opportunities to stand up to fear and not let that imposter moment that's, again, on the other side of your decision, get to you. So there you go. That's the characteristics of the folks that are unaffected by imposter moments, for the most part. So the question is, how can you get there? Well, you know me. I've got a three-step process that you can follow, or at least try to keep it top of mind. So the first step is to become aware Everything starts with awareness, people. Notice when you're feeling stressed or uncomfortable and listen for that little voice or maybe not so little voice in your head that's shooting nasty thoughts at you about not being good enough, about being a fraud. Just notice it. Acknowledge it. Oh, there it is. I've been expecting you. This is not unusual or abnormal. It's just part of being human. Then... The second step comes after noticing that voice. Take a moment, take a breath, feel the feeling. Notice again, whatever the feeling is, if it's fear, frustration, discomfort, anger, it's not going to kill you. Notice how it feels. Notice how irrational the thoughts are that are driving this imposter moment. And then remember that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to fear failure or criticism, and you certainly don't have to protect yourself from other people's opinions. All right, here we go. Finally, the third step. Move forward with courage. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel any feeling and do it anyway. You know, that kind of thing. Don't shrink back. Don't miss the opportunity to break through. Don't self-sabotage yourself. And I know it's easy to do this when we're chatting away on a podcast, but in the moment, 
if for some reason you notice this is happening and you're having a hard time overcoming it, don't feel like you have to do it on your own. Reach out, reach out to a friend, to a colleague, to a coach, someone you can trust to help you level set your mind and break free of these sometimes overwhelming thoughts. I hope from what we've talked about today, you're really getting the gist of the fact that imposter moments reside in your brain. And if you can use these steps to crack it open, take a look and decide for yourself if you're gonna let this continue on or find ways to be able to overcome it, man, you're gonna have come a long way. You can do it, Grasshopper. I know, I know you can. I know you've got what it takes to put amazing things out into this world. So please don't let anyone stop you. Don't let yourself stop you. I just love spending time with you guys. So let me know how I can help. And I'll talk to you again next week. Until then, you go get them, girl. Peace out. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.